Hey everyone, welcome to A Loon Dive here on Sound of the Loons. I'm Steve McPherson, and we're back with the sequel to Get to Know Him with a little something we like to call Get to Know Him 2, Electric Boogaloo. I got the chance to talk to Raheem Edwards less than 24 hours after he, after he arrived here in Minnesota, and not long after his first training session. So, although he didn't have a lot to say yet about the team itself, we did get to learn a little about him, and especially his dedication to his new role as a parent. So you're Raheem Edwards. <laughs> How's it going, man? Good, man. Good. You just got here, right? Yep, correct. When did you get in? I got in, I believe, 9.50. 9.50, yeah. The night. <laughs> yeah. So I've been asking a lot of guys about how preseason's been, how the group is gelling, but obviously- For me, it's different. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's for you, it's a little different. Tell me a little bit about your um, your off-season, though. Like, just when you're not playing soccer, what did you get up to? Just um, I'm, I'm like, I just started a new family, basically. I have a son. Oh, so congrats. I'm tuned with my girlfriend. Thank you. So I was just doing that, just being a father, you know- typical father stuff. I'm a, I'm a young dad and I love it, but I'm a typical young guy. I like video games. I play a lot of video games. Sure. With, yeah. With my friends, I don't really do too much. I don't really go, go out in the bell, but yeah, just video games, taking care of my son and my wife and my girl and my friends. That's, that's all I'm about basically. Yeah. Video games uh, for the dads. I'm a dad as well. I have two daughters. And, okay. And yeah, it's, you know, you yeah. can't always go out, but you can, you can park yourself on the, on exactly. the couch. That's your, like, you have the, yeah, that's your going out, you know? <laughs> so what, uh, what games do you play? Um, I'm a, I'm a big Call of Duty guy. Okay. So yeah, a lot of Call of Duty. I don't play FIFA at okay. all. I used to, but now, now these games nowadays are, they're, they're a little too, a little too much for me now. Too complicated? Not not too complicated. It's just that it's not the same. Sure. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just more into Call of Duty and stuff like that. Yeah, and I feel like maybe sometimes you want to take a break. If you're playing soccer all the time. That too. Do you that want too. to get home and play digital Th- soccer? That too. But it, it, I used to, when I, when I mean I used to love, I used to love FIFA, man. Yeah. I used to, oh, when I was like in my mid-teens, <laughs> I don't know what that sound was. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was in my mid-teens, I used to like, FIFA used to be life for me. But I don't yeah. know. I just kind of pushed away from it. But Call of Duty has always been a part of my life. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, do you do you get competitive with it? Like I'm, I'm a very, very, very competitive guy. Anything I do, I'm very, very competitive. I grew up in a competitive household, so it just translate to, translates to anything I do. Sure, yeah. Uh, you get, whatever you're going to do, do yeah. 100%. Exactly. So, so fatherhood, um, how, how's it going? It, it's good. It's good. It's everything I expected it to be. Like, obviously, as as a father, you don't know what to expect, especially as a young father, you don't know what to expect, but it's it's been it's been a blessing, man. Yeah. Having a having a kid, having someone, your own seed. That's, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just out of this world. Like, I, I have a son, like... As soon as my girlfriend was pregnant, I knew it was a boy. Like I just had <laughs> something, just something in my gut told me it was tell. a boy. Yeah, I could just tell. And yeah, man, it's just it's the best thing, man. And just to see him happy, see him healthy, living is nothing more I could ask for. Yeah. How old is he again? He's uh he's a year and I believe six months. I believe he's okay. gonna, he's gonna turn two at uh, the end of August. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's uh this is a good this is a good phase. I, my my daughters are seven and I, I'm here I'm hearing about the terrible twos. Yeah, the twos are bad. Like, but eighteen months this is a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're sort of walking now and. Yeah. Independent, you yeah. know, they, their personality starts starting to, to come, come in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Three is much worse than two. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got a ways to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've always said it's a great PR job by three year olds to make two year olds sound terrible because the three year olds. Yeah, that's when it goes crazy, huh? It's much worse. I'll well, keep, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, Raheem, welcome. I I'm, can't wait for you to get settled and settle in with the team. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Perhaps unsurprisingly, goalkeeper Greg Ranjitsing's first impression of Minnesota was cold after coming here from Orlando City SC last year, but he's looking forward to the season nonetheless, especially since he grew up in Toronto. He also gave us some good insight into what it means to be part of a goalkeeping platoon. All right, Greg, uh, welcome to Minnesota. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm good. Thank you very much. What were your first impressions so far? 
First impressions is cold. Yeah. But, you know, uh, it's a nice vibe. I've been to a few nice restaurants. Okay, and, good. You know, the people are nice. So it seems it seems pretty similar to Toronto in, in terms of, like, you know, the culture and the diversity and, and the weather. So yeah. it's not a, I'm not in Toronto's where I grew up. So Oh, nice. Yeah. Toronto is a great city. Yeah. Um, it's really fun. I was there for the... NBA all-star game a couple years yeah, ago when yeah. I was there and it was really cold. It was colder than it is here that, that week, but, yeah. uh, but really fun. And the, the sort of global feel of Toronto is terrific. So, yeah, yeah, sure. so how has the preseason been for you so far? Uh, you know, just training down in, in, in Florida and getting to know the guys. Yeah, it's been great. I think we had a great two weeks in Melbourne. Uh, you know, the team has been building good fitness. We had a few games out there to kind of get accustomed to how each other played. Um, as a goalkeeper, you know, it's working with Stu, Tyler, Dane, and Fred. You know, I think we have a great union and, you know, we're all training well together. And I think that's very important just from the goalkeeping standpoint. Obviously, we we know that, you know, one plays, but we're all there supporting and competing against each other. So we can, you know, hold a high level of training and standard in the in the session. So I think it's great. I've been enjoying it. Yeah, the, the, the goalkeepers are always sort of sequestered over to the side. You guys are often sort of sort of yeah. doing your own thing. You, you, you talked a little bit about that feeling of like the platoon of guys. Um, what, what's that What's that vibe just among, amongst the four keepers? I mean, you've got Fred Emmings, who's 15 and is already gigantic, you know, yeah. up to like, you know, serious veterans. So like, what, what's what's the vibe there? No, the vibe's great. You know, like you said, keepers spend so much time by themselves out in keeper land, you know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes not even on the pitch or the side of the pitch. But, you know, it's been great. Really enjoyed, like I said, working with Tyler, Dane, and Fred. Obviously, Fred, 15 years old, he's coming into it, trying to understand the, you know, professional life. And I think he's adjusted very well. He's bringing great energy. Dane... I can relate to him very much because me and him are from the same town in uh, yeah. Canada. So grew up really close to each other. And Tyler obviously brings, you know, a wealth of experience playing at LFC last year and getting a lot of games. So I think we have a great group. Really enjoyed working with all of them. And, you know, I'm excited for the season. Excellent. Well, Greg, thanks for stopping by. Thank you very much. And now with an even deeper dive into goalkeeping for Minnesota United is new addition Tyler Miller, who talked about how the keepers push each other in practice, about goalkeeping coach Stuart Kerr, and how goalkeepers bring the misery. Uh, we also went long on good doggos. Tyler Miller, welcome back to Minnesota. You were here briefly, then you went to someplace a lot sunnier, and, and now you're back, and it's a frozen wasteland. So Yeah, it seems like every time I come back here, they just welcome us back with a huge snowstorm. <laughs> Get used to it. But the, the summer's coming. MLS is summer. This is a, it's, a, it's a good season for Minnesota. So Yeah, no, I'm excited to be here, honestly. I, I, I welcome the snow, so I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, we've talked about this before. You were at Northwestern. You know, you've, you've had experience. So Yeah. You know, you know, you know the deal. It's nothing new to me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit about how uh, the, the preseason stuff down in, down in Florida went, the training with, with the guys. How'd it go? I think it was a great opportunity for us to just kind of get out on a full-size field. Obviously, like when we're here in Minnesota, we have to train indoors, which sure. it's it's a little bit false because you don't have those elements that you have to deal with. And so I think the guys really embraced the area that we were in. And I feel like overall, we had a really successful week and a half there. So as far as I was talking to Greg just before this, and, and we were talking a little bit about the sort of the, the keeper core and how, you know, it's, it's the keepers are sort of separated a little bit. You got sort of your own routine. Yeah. It's four guys. Um, how is, how is that little group coming together? I think we have a tremendous group. The most important part about a goalkeeper union, like we, as we like to call it, is that you have a, a solid collective effort to embrace that really at the end of the day, only one guy's going to play. Mm-hmm. But when you're in training, you really want to push each other and kind of 
get each person to to reach their max potential of that day. And so I feel like we have a really good solid core of guys that every day will show up, they'll work hard, they'll be honest with each other, they'll they'll kind of give everything they can to help this team get better no matter who's going to play on that weekend. And and for me or Greg or or Dane or Fred, whoever's playing, we we know that the other keepers have their back. Yeah. Adrian Heath has said before, they brought on Stuart Kerr sort of partway through the season last year, and he's felt like he's done just a tremendous job with the goalkeepers. Feels like he's one of the best goalkeeping coaches in in MLS. What's been your experience with with Stu so far? I've really liked working with Stu. I think he, off the field to start, he's a great guy. And, and our position is such a special position that you really need to build that relationship off the field and then it translates onto the field. And so I've gotten to know Stu uh, in, the, in the last few weeks and he's very passionate about the job he does. And, and he, he, he presents every goalkeeper with an opportunity and he, he really pushes us. But at the end of the day, we know he has our back, mm-hmm. um, which is something that you really need in our position. And I've really enjoyed working with him. He's, he's very technical about the, the position. And, and that's something that I think that I've needed to improve. And so he's helped me a lot. Nice. So a lot of goalkeepers I've met have been a little crazy. Yeah. Do you feel like this is sort of a job requirement for the, for the, for, <laughs> for the mean, job? <laughs> if you, if you're going to go into a position where you have to sacrifice everything and I mean, everything you know, they're taking the ball to the face or other uncomfortable areas of your body. It's, you have to be a little, little bit crazy, but I love it. I love when people are like, oh, goalkeepers are crazy. And I'm just like, yeah, like we are. <laughs> but like, that's, that's okay with me. Own it. That's okay with me. It requires that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think that there was, there was one guy I was talking to, he wasn't even a pro goalkeeper, but he liked playing keeper and just sort of like rec leagues and things like that. And yeah. he'd started as a, as a, as a forward. Yeah. And there was something about the fact that everybody else out there is like, I'm going to score goals. I'm going to score goals. And the keeper's just like, I am taking away what you want most. Yeah. <laughs> he likes that. We bring the misery. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the goalkeeper's role is to bring misery. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so we talked before about uh, in the off season, you did some hiking, uh, sort of some of the things you got up to when you weren't playing soccer it, during the season, even as you're, as you're playing the game, you obviously have to take some, t- some downtime yeah. and stuff like that. So uh, what do you like to do in those times? Do you watch TV, watch movies, go out with friends, read books, stuff like that? Like, what do you get up to? I do a mix of everything. I've, I've got a border collie husky mix. Oh, uh, nice. So he requires a lot of attention. He's three years old and he's loves the outdoors, uh, his constant energy. And so mm-hmm. a lot of my time that I'm not playing soccer revolves around him and what he needs. Sure. <laughs> the days that I have off or when I get back from training, I'll probably be in a lot of dog parks or taking long walks. Yeah. Or I tend to go to coffee shops. With the dog. Yeah, with the dog. Okay. So. You got to find the dog-friendly coffee shops. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what's your dog's name? His name is Nash. Nash. Is he named for anybody or anything? I mean, there was a pretty good uh, basketball player called Steve Nash. So. I, do, I like Steve Nash. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. I got to meet him. He's a really good guy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have a Shiba Inu, uh, which okay. are little tiny Japanese dogs. Yeah. Um, not as high energy, but a lot of anxiety to make up for it. Yeah. So they're very, <laughs> yeah. but I know that the border collie Husky, there's probably a lot of organization. They like to yes. structure everything. Yeah. He's a super smart dog. Yeah. Um, and he knows like he he's living with my parents right now and he's moving out in a couple of weeks, but he, he knows if he needs to get a ball that's under the couch, he'll just sit there and slap my parents' leg until they get up and get the ball. Like, you know, he knows what yeah. he's doing. Smart dogs are really a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Like when they're, you know, they get, they're too smart and then they control you. So, exactly. Which is my, yours is three, you said, right? My, my yeah. dog is a, a 
13 now. So okay. he's, he's old and he's sort of set in his ways and yeah. he has a whole thing that happens like every night. It's like the last thing you do is you let him out. He goes out, he barks, he comes in and then I go upstairs and he sleeps downstairs. And yeah. then last night I let him in and I had to do something else. And he sort of had gone to his spot in the living room and he came yeah. back around the corner and looked at me like, it's like, what are you doing? What? This is not. Yeah, this isn't the pattern. And I was like, okay, go in there. And then he walked in and I went upstairs. He was like, okay, good. That's how this is supposed to be. They can be very imperious. They have. Oh, yeah. At this point, I think the dogs are controlling us more than we're controlling them. Yeah, definitely. So did you get him when he was a puppy? Yeah, I got him when he was 10 weeks old. Wow. So I've had him for for quite a long time now. I'll bet he was pretty cute. He was adorable. Man, they're so cute. He was adorable. And he... He'd and pooped all over my apartment, <laughs> all over. And I, I lived on the third floor and it yeah. was a, a hassle getting him out in, in time. Yeah. I, I, I can't tell, I now have two children and, uh, they peed I, and poop on the floor. They, well, <laughs> I could tell you some stories. Uh, it's, uh, there's some, there's some, it's, it's bad at first, but now they're potty trained. Yeah. They're great. Trying to train a dog from puppyhood at this point in my life, I think oh, I might go for the rescue at this point. Like, yeah. and just get one that's got a little like six little months, tread on the, one yeah. year. Yeah, so already broken in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, well, Tyler, thanks for dropping by and talking dogs and goalkeepers with us. Of course, thanks for having me. So there you go. A little bit of getting to know Raheem Edwards, Greg Ranjitsing, and Tyler Miller here on Sound of the Loons. The 2020 MLS season kicks off for Minnesota United on Sunday, March 1st at Providence Park against the Portland Timbers in a game that starts at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on FS1. 